Hey, Theater People fans, it's producer Mike here, letting you know that if you listen to the very end of this episode, there's a special announcement about a project that I'm working on, so check it out. And now to our regularly scheduled programming. Hey, Theater People, Patrick here. Just a reminder to check out my other podcast, Broadway Backstory. Broadway Backstory is a documentary-style podcast in which each episode finds out how a show develops from an idea to a full production. We do this by talking to just about everyone involved in the show. The director, the writers, producers, designers, actors, and more. And we get their sometimes hilarious, sometimes sad, sometimes just bizarre stories. The episodes are fun and fast-paced, and if I do say so myself, and my husband tells me, really well edited and produced. Right now, we're just about halfway through season two with episodes about Hamilton that Lin-Manuel Miranda both approved and loved. This season, we're also covering Bonnie and Clyde, Great Comet, The Light in the Piazza, Come From Away, and Kinky Boots. You can find Broadway Backstory wherever you get your podcasts. And you can check out the website, todaytix.com slash broadwaybackstory, to stream episodes and check out the full, unedited interviews with some of the people we featured. Today's episode of the Theater People podcast is brought to you by BroadwayCon 2018. Tickets are now on sale and have never been less expensive. You can find information and tickets at broadwaycon.com. And stay tuned after the episode for a special BroadwayCon-themed message from Broadway host extraordinaire Ben Cameron. Welcome to the Theater People Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Hines. You guys, today we have a super special treat. My very good friend and podcast soulmate, Jillian Pensavalli of the Hamilcast and True Crime Obsessed, is here to talk about this crazy thing that happened. In a nutshell, Lin-Manuel Miranda himself reached out to Jillian a few months ago and basically invited himself on the Hamilcast, which, if you don't know, is a podcast all about Hamilton the musical. The way Jillian records the Hamilcast is that she has the guest over to her apartment where she invents a Hamilton-themed cocktail, and they day drink and chat about Hamilton. When Lin came to her apartment, he stayed for four hours and got hammered. Yes, Lin. What resulted was four mind-blowing episodes. Episodes one and two are out already. Episode three comes out today. And episode four, The B-Sides, will be out next week. You can check out the show at thehamilcast.com, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And here's my girl, Jillian. Hi, Jillian Pensavalli. Hello, Patrick Hines. I almost don't know how to start um, a theater people anymore because I feel like we record every day True Crime Obsessed. Well, to be fair, we literally just wrapped <laughs> on True Crime Obsessed, so don't be too hard on yourself. I know. Welcome back to Theater People. I can't believe it. I'm so, I am honored. I Stop. love you a lot. I love you a lot. And I am just, I'm I'm thrilled at what you're doing and I, Thanks, I like, look up to you. And Stop just, it. I will not. And to be on Theater People for the second time, what? No pictures, please. <laughs> please just let me live. I'm, I'm honored to, that you even want to be talking to me. No, no, so, no, no, no. I'm you. obsessed with you I you know we should tell the people that like we I don't even remember exactly how we met but I like, remember how did we meet you uh slid into my dms that's what the kids say right I'm super cool. oh right after when I launched the Hamilcast you were one of the first people to ever reach out to me uh-huh. and you said um 
that you loved what I was doing, which was probably just like a canned line, which is fine. <laughs> I know you now, but you were just like, hey, we're both theater podcasts. Like, yeah. what? Let's hang out. Let's like have a little bit of an alliance. And I was like, that's the fucking coolest thing ever. You know, I got to say, like, every time I see a new theater podcast, my back immediately goes up. And then I like take a quick breath and I'm like, stop, just stop being an idiot and just like reach out and be like, how can I help? What can I do? I want to like, you know, I, like I'm, I'm just all about all of us. You know, knowing each other and helping each other however we can. The world is wide enough. Exactly. Okay, all right. The world was wide enough for both Hamilton and me. Is that, is that I how have this to stay is? on brand. Because <laughs> no one knows who I am on your podcast. That's not true. Everybody knows who you are. I just quoted Leslie Margarita without doing That's what she said when she was on my podcast. She was like, in case you don't know who I am, I was like, Leslie. Oh, Leslie. Queen Leslie. I feel like every now and then she listens to this podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. She's been on this podcast like five times. Okay, well. I know, I love she's, her. She's the queen. I love her. Oh, I have so much to say about her, actually. Okay. She, you know, I got to be in the opening number of BroadwayCon last year. I know. I was there. I watched it. It was amazing. I've never, ever, ever been so scared in my life. I I literally had two scenes. They were both with Anthony I know. I can't, I cannot, ha- I, I really can't handle, even thinking back on it now, it's like surreal. But like, I... <laughs> I had, I think in my first scene, I had like four lines. No, not even. Maybe three lines. And in my, sec- my second scene, I had like three lines. And David Alpert, the director, just like cut half of each of them because I couldn't remember them. And like, I don't have a memory blockage problem. I just was so... I'm in a, I'm literally in a rehearsal room with Leslie Margarita, Anthony Rapp, Carolee Carmelo, Freddie Walker, all of these oh my big God. stars. I couldn't... I, I mean, I, I, I remember calling my husband crying after the oh first rehearsal. God. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like, I can't remember my lines. I feel like such an idiot. I remember texting with you and being like, I'll run lines with you. Oh my! But God. you were you like, know, I don't have any time. I know. You know who else literally reached out to me and was like, I'll help you was Anne Harada. She, oh my God. I mean, she literally on Facebook, Facebook messaged me and was like, hey, like I've, we're, we, apparently we're friends on Facebook. And she's like, I see that you're having a hard, she was supposed to be in the opening number, but she had oh. jury duty, so she couldn't do it. And she was reaching out to me. She was like, I'll help you. I mean, it was so nice. I, I couldn't, I just couldn't remember my lines. But anyway, the point is <laughs> I got to see Leslie in the rehearsal room. And that is an honor. I mean, like, Leslie Margarita is an Olivier award-winning actress. Totally. And for anybody who doesn't know, I say this every single time I bring this up. Leslie Margarita won an Olivier. Back in the days when the Olivier's, their supporting category was one category for men and women. So it was five actors of all of the shows on the West End that year in one cat. So just to get into the nominated nominated mm-hmm. category, you know, the supporting actor is, the, is like the one where there's a billion options. Right, right, right. So rather than, it's not like they had five women and five men. They had five slots for men and women. Wow. Leslie got into that spot and then she won it. She's a queen. I, I can't, I, I, I really, I can't. Like she, Leslie is the most magical and she uh anyway watching her in the rehearsal room you know she's just so naturally funny she is and you know she's so beautiful and like funny and fun but also like just a, the perfect amount of like bizarre and she's the like, best kind of crazy the best we kind can of smell crazy. our own i know and and just getting to watch her work and like watch her process yeah. you know she's so calm she just she's like such a boss she's, she's just such a got pro. it yeah it was it was it was mind blowing. It, it was it's a thing I'll never forget. Just getting to watch her do that, that. is so cool. Yeah. Anyway, Leslie, we love you. She'll never hear this, but whatever. She'll hear it. Um, can we have a conversation about a thing that happened in your life? The fact that we're wearing the same exact shirt unplanned. 
Yeah. So you came to my house it was unprepared. We didn't know. We're both wearing our Broadway I, I come prepared. Well, you came I prepared. I mean, it was unplanned is what I meant to say. Okay, you guys. Patrick, <laughs> so I, I came up to Hamilton Heights because everything in my life has to do with Hamilton exactly. in some way. Yeah. We're literally sitting in like Alexander Hamilton's like yard. Yes. What in used my apartment. to be by the Grange. Yeah. And so uh, Patrick opens the door. I'm here to record True Crime Obsessed. We are both wearing the Broadway backstory shirts that were given out at the premiere party. And I literally, I just stomped my foot and put my hand on my hip. And I was like, girl. How many pictures can we take of this? All of them. Yeah. And then we like ran out side and we like forgot that we were um wearing the same shirt and yeah. at one point Patrick was like are those people laughing at us <laughs> I'm like oh shit we're wearing the same shirt unplanned podcast and real life soulmates soulmates um can I tell you a, a little piece of trivia about Broadway Backstory season two you know all the trivia of course well so you're you are prominently featured in the first two episodes which are about Hamilton <laughs> I have, I'm in it for four <laughs> seconds but like fun stuff you get you give the fun information I gave you a tour of your own neighborhood it's I was true. honored to be asked you're in another episode what yeah so wait what <laughs> but you nobody knows it and it's it's an episode that's it, it's the great comet episode I haven't listened to it yet I'm the worst friend but I it, okay you guys here's a little bit of like backstory to the backstory what I was so I'm shocked. Well, but it doesn't. You don't. You wouldn't know that it's you. You would probably know that it's you. So here's what happened. I am trying to do. I try to incorporate as much organic tape as I possibly can of like me getting ready or like me going. You know, whatever. And this woman Nancy, who worked for the PR company that <clears throat> represent. Oh, my voice is going, guys. By the way, just just be cool. We did just record for an hour. Be, I know, be, but my voice is just be always nice going. Be nice to yourself, um, Ben Cherry. If you're listening, I'm not sick all the time. We've had this conversation. I just don't know how to. I you have got not, 500 podcasts and a husband and a daughter. You're busy. You're a busy person. I haven't you're freed fine. my natural voice. So. Um, Kristen Linklater was my teacher. So, okay, all right. <laughs> so anyway, in the um, in the Great Comet episode, Nancy would walk me up to the dressing rooms all the time to do these interviews, and I didn't have any tape of it. So I was wa- I was doing this thing where I said. Uh, part of the episode I was saying, uh, we're walking to the star dressing room and Nancy, Nancy's walking me there or whatever. And I just play a teeny little snip of you talking to make it sound like Nancy, but it's actually you. What? Yeah. What am I saying? No- nothing that you can understand. Okay. So you're in the episode, so I'm saying. Great. <laughs> With no credit. Ugh. No credit. Okay. So last month, something crazy happened. Yeah. It's almost a month. What's today? October seventh. It'll be a month on September seventh. Take us, take us to the beginning. Take it, take us back to Twitter. So rewind. Is yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> rewind, 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 rewind. I remember that night. I just rewind. I remember that night. Sorry, sorry. I'm stopping. <laughs> When I first met you, I was like, is she going to put Hamilton into every so every many, time? Yes, is the answer. But the thing is, I'm I'm so weirdly good at it that you don't notice it half the time un- until I start singing the quote that That's I just true. quoted. Yeah. Which I'm going to try to stop doing as a rule. <laughs> so the first Twitter or the most recent Twitter most story? Most recent. I, out of the blue, got a message from Sir Lin-Manuel Like Miranda, a direct message. A direct message. And it said... Okay, period. I really loved your Mandy Epp. That's Mandy Gonzalez. She's friend of the pod. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah, she is amazing. I think I'm ready. Talk in September? Question mark. 
I know. This was like in August. It was in August. So translation. I started getting like screen cap text, screen cap text, screen cap text. And then <laughs> just like uh, letters. And then I was hitting like weird things on my phone where you were just getting like <laughs> like accents and characters. Like nothing. Made, I was just like. Ah! Uh, so essentially, Lin Memo Miranda invited himself onto my podcast, which is fine. So unbelievably rude. It's he, just like, Lynn, like, wait for an just home. like wait for an invitation, Lynn. Come on, be cool. I can't even talk about it. It was the greatest. I know, thing I, know I know, I know, I know. Uh, He's also the nicest person to ever live on the planet. Yeah, it's it's um we are very similar, and I said this to him. I have no chill whatsoever. Uh huh. I made a wait, 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 wait. So what, what happened? So, okay, so I was like, no, I'm really I'm booked. <laughs> Thank you so much for your inquiry. Please be advised. No, I was like, I I well, I got the message. I like texted you and Mike was there and I just went, Oh my, I think I cut Mike, Mike is off. your husband. Mike is my husband. I think I cut him off. I think we were just like hanging out and I happened to be on Twitter on my computer at the time. So I saw the little notification in the, the direct messages that are also open. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So he just said that cause he had followed the podcast in May and, and at mentioned the podcast, which was another great moment. So I, I got up, I had to like ground myself, you know, like put my feet on the ground and I just walked and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Lynn, 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 Lynn just messaged me. Yeah. And I, I, uh, there was a chair in my living room and I sort of, I put my arms on and I sort of stretched <laughs> and leaned back. I just needed to like, I needed the blood absorb to absorb the moment. Yeah. Because it was really, you know, I started this podcast in January of 2016 and at that point it was like 18 months and it was like all of that work, you know, yeah, doing a course. podcast and, and doing all the social media and the editing and yeah. the producing and yeah. doing, being a showrunner of a podcast. Just figuring out how to make a podcast get onto the internet. Yes. I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't seen Hamilton when I started it. That's a true That's story. That's true. I know. I know. How and many times have you seen it now? A few. <laughs> and which is amazing. And I'm grateful for every single one of them. A listener bought me tickets for the first time I saw it. And the first time I saw it was when Lynn Manuel Miranda won the Pulitzer. That day? Yeah. Wow. The energy was terrible, you guys. No, it was the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. Um, so, yeah. So, I, it was just all of, the, all of the months and months and year and a half of work sort of came down to that moment seeing him you know it's like Lin-Manuel Miranda and the little verified check and him uh-huh. saying that and it was just sort of like Mm-mm. I needed to re- read it and reread it and see it and just take the moment of like months and hours and uh-huh. hours yeah. and there's you know there's always drama with stuff and you know it's like yeah. all, all the lessons I've learned and all that and it all came down to that it felt like and so I was like September works is that what you wrote back no not just that <laughs> But I was like, uh, thank you, exclamation point. September works. We'll be out of the heat dome. So I record, if you guys don't know, in my apartment. Yeah, that's part of the thing. Yeah, and when it's summer, you know, you can't have the air conditioner on, and right. it gets really hot, and I live across the street from a schoolyard, so there are kids <laughs> screaming. It's like the worst place to record a podcast, uh-huh. but I've recorded almost almost 100 of them. Wow, congratulations. Thanks. God damn. Lynn was 88. Whoa. Lynn's first episode was 88. Are you weekly? Yeah, I haven't, oh. I haven't missed a week. You haven't missed a week? No. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. So I was like, uh, you know, thank you. Yes, uh, thank you. September works. We'll be out of the heat dome. Enjoy the rest of your vacation because that's when he was taking his, like, August Twitter hiatus. Uh, and then I said, talk to you in a few weeks. So I still have, like, a, a handwritten calendar, a little date book. And on September 12th, I wrote follow-up with LMM. 
Because I'm like, I don't know if he subscribe. I don't know if he'll remember. Uh-huh. He's the busiest person in the world. Something might I got to tell you, over the years, he and I have DM'd a handful of times. And okay. it's always like, he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send that to me. Here's my email address. And I'm like, literally, Lynn, if you scroll up one, you'll see that you. that's exactly what you said to me last time. I know. And I he- ha- Lynn, if you're listening, <laughs> I have your email address. He's totally listening. It's us. <laughs> that's a joke, everybody. It's his old friends, Jillian and Patrick. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I said, talk to you in a few weeks. So I, I wrote down follow up with LMM. Um, it was almost like a month, a month after that. Because September, and I don't know what's going to happen or what's going to come up or what he has planned. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So on Labor Day, uh, I get, I wake up to this DM. How's Thursday? <laughs> this Lynn Manuel Miranda is on it. He is not. He, this kid is on it. And for someone who wrote, you a, don't get a Pulitzer Prize at like fourteen. How old he is by not being on top of it. <laughs> he wrote a five, and I know this because Ian Weinberger, the associate musical director, told me a five hundred and seventy-one page libretto. He's all business on the DMs. Let me tell you, how's Thursday? <laughs> I was it's like, true. His emails are his. The longest email I got from him was when I sent him the Hamilton episodes ahead of time. Yeah, and he actually wrote back to like let me know how much he enjoyed them. I know you sent me the screenshot. I know, I don't know, <laughs> but it was like three full sentences. I was like, that's the most I've ever gotten from him. I know it's it's just so funny. It's like such a fun funny contradiction yeah, for me. Yeah. Um. So I said Thursday works. What if you had been like, oh, I got a doctor's appointment on Thursday? Sorry. I don't care. The, uh, yeah, yeah. If your I wedding would, had been on Thursday. I would have said, you guys, we have to reschedule. I don't care. Like, it, it just, yeah. Or I'd be like, or you can come to my wedding. Yeah, we exactly. can record from there. Totally. At the bridal suite. It would be awesome. Mike would have loved that. Yeah. And so I said yes. And then I just sent my address. I said, thir- yes, Thursday's great. Because my I address. had said to you, he'll never come to your house. You told me that I couldn't even get him for my 100th episode. I did say that. You were like, no. What I actually, I didn't say it like that. Not as, I'm sorry, not as dismissive. I adore <laughs> what you. What I said was, look, I think that if Lynn, you said, do you think I get Lynn for my 100th episode? And I said, A, I don't know where he'll be in the world. Sure. And B, like, I really, I mean, I, you know, Lynn, I was the very first person to ever interview Lynn. Right. And I have inter- gotten to interview him a handful of times over the years. It always takes forever to make it happen. And I just thought, no, like, he's not going to come to your house. And he's... You know, I don't know if he does podcasts anymore. I don't know if he's trying to not do theater anymore. It's been my experience over the years that when people are trying to break out of their theater mold right. to be like TV film, they don't do theater interviews. So I was kind of like, no, girl, like it may do a phone call. And you said to me, I won't do that. And I was like, and I was like, okay, that sounds fine. I called my house. I was like, what is she talking about? Did you really call Steve? I didn't call him. He was standing right next to me. But I was oh. like, that would be crazy for you to not do that. Well, my the moral of the story is don't listen to. I don't know anything. You know a lot of things. You were just so wrong about that. But, but <laughs> what, I, what, 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 I, what I said to you was, some listener make me a t-shirt. <laughs> you're so wrong. About that. You know a lot of things. You were just so wrong about that. Bless this mess. <laughs> So I, well, my, my thing was I sort of planted the seed. So it's like he listened to the Mandy episode that I knew, right? Mandy Gonzalez came over to my apartment. Yeah. So if he listened to that, I, feel I also like, would have said that would have never happened. Right. Yeah. So I feel like he, if he listened to that, he knows. And it's like, I have gone to the Rogers, which is, is an insane sentence. I just said, yeah, like, yeah, I will yeah, never yeah. get over that. 
Um, but it's only if it's been like months and months of trying to get somebody or they really can't or, you know, like Thane Jasperson, I went to the Rogers because I was, I, I, I was, love that Lynn comes to your house, but Thane will not be bothered. Well, and I also brought Thane chocolate. Come on, Jasperson. So. <laughs> but, but I was getting, I mean, I was like, there's, I'm going to have a mutiny on my hands if I don't get Thane on this podcast I know, today. I know, I know. I was getting emails and Instagram messages and I was like, ladies, please. It was crazy. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I got to get Thane or else I'm gonna, the people are going to like bomb the podcast. It was crazy. So, um, I, and I got, I was planting the seeds. So I was like, yeah, like we'll be out of the heat dome. Yeah. Lynn in August. And, um, and here's my address. So, oh yeah. Okay. So we get the house Thursday and I shoot up out of bed and Mike compares it. My husband, Mike compares it to when the undertaker like got up when he, in, in wrestling back in the day when he would like die and then he would just get up and shoot up or not a single human listening to this podcast knows what any of that means except you James Monroe Iglehart <laughs> hey James and, and Lynn who when we described it did it on the couch he did he did it yeah uh thanks for listening to the first episode because that's <laughs> when we talked about it um and or uh Mia Wallace in Pulp Fiction getting the adrenaline shot just like <gasps> uh-huh. just shooting straight up and uh yeah so I was like here's my address his response How's one? <laughs> I was like, see you. And then I just said, see you at, on Thursday at 1 p.m. And then I sent Leslie Nope badly breakdancing gif. <laughs> and then he responded word with like three or four R's. And I was like, and that's how Lin-Manuel Miranda confirms an appointment. <laughs> Uh, and then I immediately started cleaning my apartment, Yeah, I which that. I do for every interview. Yeah, I like yeah. scrub the shit out of my apartment because it's like people are coming over. They don't know me. I, uh-huh. my, my goal always, whether there are microphones on or not, whoever <laughs> comes into my apartment, I want to feel as comfortable as humanly possible. Uh-huh. And I think part of that is showing that you, I put in the effort to like of scrub course. the bathroom yeah, yeah, and yeah, dust yeah, yeah. and whatever you know so then yeah it was crazy it so was, wait so part yeah. of the thing of your 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 podcast is that you make a drink for the person yes if they imbibe i make a specialty cocktail either for who they play in the show or something about who they are so for james Monroe Iglehart, it was i can show you the world turned upside down <laughs> amazing it was pretty great so we made like uh, that was a mocktail for james so for um like nick walker who covers washington and burr and now mulligan madison he loves batman so it was um the dark knight rises up wow served in a a george a glass that said george washington on it so i go all out like i am not if you guys thought i was fucking around i'm not at all for sure so mike came up with the the drink for lynn and it's um and I came up with the name of it. So the name of it is The Spark Into a Flame. To fan this spark into a flame. But damn, it's getting dark. So let me spell out the name. I am the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. We are meant to be a colony that runs independently. Meanwhile, Britney keeps... Because I think that's what Lynn did. And I said on the podcast, I was like, I'm sorry if this is a dick thing to say. Lynn said it wasn't. So it's officially not. But I felt like that was for both of us. He fanned a spark into a flame with someone saying like a rap musical about the first treasury secretary is dumb and not going to go anywhere. Who said that to him? David Diggs. <laughs> uh, and many people. I, I mean, never heard that. Yeah. Even in the white house where, where, when the first time you performed Alexander Hamilton, everybody laughed. And then of course you, Michelle and, and yeah. uh, Barack there. I can call them that. We're friends. <laughs> I miss you guys so much. <laughs> you guys come over. I'll make you drinks. <laughs> In my living room. You know, Michelle, I mean, it's like the famous thing that she says is that it's the greatest piece of art she's ever seen in any for in any 
for, yeah. format. Well, and the thing is, Mike wasn't going to listen to the show, li- listen to the album until he saw it, until she said that. Uh-huh. Because Mike is such a history nerd, and he goes, she has access to the Smithsonian! <laughs> He was like, if Michelle says it and she has access to literally like every piece of yeah, art, she is uh, yeah, the yeah. first lady. She yeah. can see anything. He was like, all right. Yeah. Fine. Totally. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So the drink is, and it's very uh, perfect for where we are. It's it's a, It was our version of the Nutcracker. So a Nutcracker is a drink that is re- that has been uh, invented, a rather infamous drink invented very far uptown, find uh, sold in the back of bodegas and barbershops, and you never really know what's in it. It's just uh-huh. like a fruity, delicious drink with like it could be one fifty one, it could be cheap vodka. You never know what it is, but it's sold. it's like whatever is laying around from last night's party, right? And it's sold like on the street under the table. They sell them. They don't. They sell them. Of course, people make. It's like it's like Harlem's moonshine. Why are we sitting at this table? We should be out on the sidewalk doing this right now. Let's, yeah, but but you like never know. Who, it's like sometimes they make because they, they the people have been interviewed who make it and they have to like cover their faces and it's like oh, I make it in my bathtub and you're like well okay Banksy you're not the Banksy of cocktails. Let's enough is enough. So what we did is make it not in our tub. We just got like super awesome <laughs> ingredients like Crown Royal and like really so it was sort of like a starter from the bottom. Now we're here where it's like a like a nod to his to Lynn's roots, but the health department would give it an A. <laughs> and we drank a lot of it, and Lynn requested popcorn because he took a sip, and he was like, "Wait, this is we're delicious. not there yet." Okay, sorry. What? Okay, what was going through your mind when you heard the buzzer buzz? Oh my god, I thought I was gonna scream. I yeah, did and- you not? I jumped. Let's just double down on the fact that Lynn is like one of the biggest stars of our time. It's you. It's like if Harrison Ford came over to my apartment when Star Wars Force came right. out. Right. Yes. It's, yes. It's yes. like it's. It was. Um, and he came like by himself, and he brought his laptop and like played cut Hamilton tracks off the air that he mentions in in um, some of the episodes because um, there are four of them. Everybody, have I mentioned <laughs> that? It's three regular episodes and then the B sides, the Lynn B sides, yeah. where it's like commentary from me and Mike and some non sequiturs and outtakes. But he played stuff. He was like, "Oh no!" And it's in one of the episodes. He's like, "Oh, I bought I brought my laptop. I wanted to play you shit too." Like he wanted to. He's just the nicest. He's just the nicest person in and the world. He truly is. And I think that the no chillness, we recognize that in each other. And uh-huh. he, like, I like I would ask him a question about a song that he was playing and he'd be like, no, 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 listen. Yeah. Yeah. And it just I mean, the first thing he said was when he sat down on the couch, I was like, I can't. I said, is it crazy that I feel like I have nothing to say to you? Like now that you're here, like I feel like I have nothing to say to you. And he was like, well, you know, he goes, um, I'm such a big fan. Thank you for having me and i feel like i i am like elaine and seinfeld where she meets john kennedy jr and she's like i think i said elaine but who the hell knows <laughs> where i'm like I, I mean i clearly he ended up in my apartment so i i, I guess i welcomed him in uh and i i remember saying you know I, i'm jillian thank you so much and he came in and i remember he was like oh, you know where should i sit and usually there are uh so we have a couch and then um uh, like a another chair that's next to the window and I, that's usually what I call like the guest chair because it's like, I don't know, it's like a nice comfy chair uh-huh. and you can have like your own little area and whatever. And he was like, oh, no, the couch is fine. So he sat in like a different, he sat actually where Mandy sat, which was a different spot than what usually, uh-huh. where people usually go. Um, and so we, I gave him water in a Harry Potter glass and then I gave him the drink and we told him about it. And he was like, oh, what is this? I was like, do you want to know what it is? And he goes, I'd like to know what I'm drinking. I was like, no, I meant the name of it. But it was so funny. He was here for so long 
that I was getting text messages from you and my mom and my friend Kelly saying like, are like what happened? And I'm like, he's still recording. Yeah. And you were like, what? Like, <laughs> and I was like, it's still, he showed up at one. He said, I have to leave by four ish. And he didn't leave until after five o'clock. And th- there's this moment in the first episode that I kept in. Cause I sort of cried at him, but not, uh-huh. I got really teary eyed. Cause he has this tweet that says, don't wait for anyone to make your favorite thing, make your own favorite thing uh-huh. go. Uh-huh. And I was like, N- I don't think anything has resonated with me that you've written more than that. Because you wrote my favorite thing and it inspired me to do this podcast, which is my favorite thing to do. And I just sort of choked up and he goes, and now we're here. <gasps> and I said, and now we're here. And and I just, it was, he he's such a pro, but he's uh-huh. such a real nice person and yeah. neither of us have any chill at all. But he was so nice about it that he knew like... If we focused on that, I would legit start crying. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he was yeah. just like, and so the thing about that, but uh-huh. like, and you can't hear it in the recording, but he gave me this like really nice, beautiful, mutual moment. love yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, but he was like, and now we're here. And then he goes, and that's the way it's supposed to be, everyone listening at home. And so I just, I, I was so grateful that he didn't leave me and in a moment that would be like this messy emotional thing but he he let (laughs) the two of us have this this moment of gratitude and then he just took it like the pro he is and then Uh sort of off and running and he tried to he tried to teach me how to freestyle and i forgot every (laughs) word in the english language and it's mortifying (laughs) that's in episode two uh okay tell people where they can find you the hamilcast.com and then at the Hamilcast on all the things. It's very easy. Okay. Uh, you guys can find our other podcast, True Crime Obsessed, at truecrimeobsessed.com or on Twitter at True Crime Obsess, no ED. I'm obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with I'm you. True I, I'm True Crime Obsessed with you. I'm True Crime Obsessed with you. I'm going to get really emotional. I just, it, talking about the fact that Lynn came over, it's insane. I will never yeah. get over it. Oh, yeah. And I just, I love, I'm, I'm a, I'm, as big a fan of you as Lynn is. And I, and I said, after I listened to the Hamilton episodes of Broadway Backstory, I said, you are the Lin-Manuel Miranda of podcasts. Stop. And then you said that you were crying on the street. And I was like, <laughs> mission accomplished. But it's, I, I truly mean it. I, I think what Thank you do you. is amazing. And I am honored to be your obedient servant and to, <laughs> to, I can't believe I get to work with you and that you had me on your podcast. And I'm just, I'm over. I love you. I love you. Okay. Bye. You guys, BroadwayCon 2018 is right around the corner. This year's convention is happening January 26th through 28th at the Javits Center in New York City. One of my favorite BroadwayCon staples is actor and host Ben Cameron, who is hilarious and hosts all the things at BroadwayCon. So here's what Ben loves most about BroadwayCon. Hi, everybody. It's me, Ben Cameron, and I'm here to talk about BroadwayCon Let's get one thing straight right off the bat. BroadwayCon is probably my favorite favorite three days of the entire year. In the last couple of years, I have hosted a lot of main stage events, including the Cosplay Fashion Show, the Avenue Q&A, the Slumber Party, the Broadway Jukebox, the Star to Be Singing Contest, which was amazing. I've hosted the YouTube Party a couple of years. Um, I got to do uh, the Dance Captain Dance Attack live in the marketplace. Um, I love BroadwayCon because BroadwayCon is a celebration of the fans. And it really, it bears repeating, I think, always that no one who is able to perform on the Broadway stage or work within this beautiful community and industry 
uh, is anything but a theater geek. And I, I love getting to talk to everybody and, and milling about with all of the fans there. Um, and I've gotten to see a lot of people from the Broadway Con family, whether it's at my show Broadway sessions or at, or at events, or even when I go to teach around the country, um, people are always um, bringing up that they, I, I always get this little bit like, oh, wait a minute, were you that guy at Broadway Con? I am that guy at Broadway Con and very happy <laughs> to be that guy at Broadway Con. And I can't wait for this year. It's my favorite three days. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Broadway Con's the best. Tickets for BroadwayCon 2018 are now on sale and have never been less expensive. You can find tickets and all the information, like panels and special guests that have already been announced, and super reasonable hotel deals for that weekend at BroadwayCon.com. Theater People is a production of Theater Podcast Productions. To see all the shows we make, including our newest true crime comedy podcast called True Crime Obsessed, check us out at TheaterPodcastProductions.com. Today's episode was produced by Mike Jensen and me. Mike edited this episode. Special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Robbie Roselle, Ty Williams, Cynthia Wallach, and Carol Spellman. Thanks also to Steve Tipton, Eric Emsch, Keith Allen Herzog, Max Sadaka, Grace Fromm, Ellen Marsh, and the staff at Oswald's. We'll be back next week with Telly Leung, who, since he was on the show last, has starred in In Transit on Broadway and recently took over the title role in Aladdin on Broadway. See you then. I'm Elise Castle. And I'm Mike Jensen. And all these years later... After 94 episodes... Six seasons... Oh, really seven, but we can talk about that later. Countless lovers... God, I hate that word. Partners... Even worse. Sexual encounters... I'll allow it. We couldn't help but wonder... You still don't get that reference. Well, you told me to say it. It'll make sense, I promise. Do you want to say it, Mike? We couldn't help but wonder... What if someone watching Sex in the City for the first time... And someone who's seen it more times than they should admit... Examined the series episode by episode... And then had a conversation about these four soulmates and the great nice guy they have fun with. That's super cheesy. It's in the show release. So check out our new show. We couldn't help but wonder. Wherever you get your podcast starting November 5th. And go to our website, we couldn't help but wonder.com for more info. That's wonder with an ER. That's pretty obvious, Elise. It's an homage, Mike. Some people get it. So check us out and join the journey. Do, 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 do. Don't do that. Do, do, we do, don't have the rights. Do, 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 do.